Welcome back to another podcast from MLB Oasis, and with only 10 games being played yesterday, I'll talk about the games, then give my final standings, predictions, and more news on the trade deadline and everything else about the MLB. Before I start the podcast, if you guys are wondering where I find these stats, I use BaseballReference.com. It's free, easy to use, and very efficient. It uses all the newer metrics and older ones as well, and it doesn't lack a single quality in baseball statistics. The Twins have cooled down the past month, and the Indians have tightened the gap in the division since then, but there was never panic in the Twin Cities. The Twins showed early season flashbacks yesterday when they hit five home runs and turned the rare triple play. To third, out there, out at second, a triple play! Unbelievable! Terrific play here started by Arise. He just makes a wonderful play to get it all started. And there's the gun from Jonathan Scope. In the first inning, Jorge Polanco and Nelson Cruz went back-to-back, which was Cruz's 20th home run on the year. But Martin Perez, the um, twin starter today, he didn't exactly shut down the Yankees' powerful offense either. Gio Urshela homered, then the Yankees gathered a couple hits, and then Edwin Cardzion got his redemption after hitting it into triple play by hitting a single to bring Talkman. The Twins played small ball in the third by moving runners up and scoring them off sacrifices. They scored through that inning. In the fourth, Voigt for the Yankees would homer. Then Kepler and Garver homered for the Twins. Mitch Garver would homer again later for the fifth of the night for the Twins. It marked the eighth game of the season for the Twins with five or more home runs. And the first since twenty since June 29th against the White Sox. The 1977 Red Sox were the only other team in Major League history to record eight games at least five, with at least five home runs um, in a game in a season. The Twins won eight to six. For the last seven weeks, the Giants have played like a winning team. On Monday night, those efforts were finally reflected in the standings. After scoring three runs in the eighth inning to rally for a 5-4 series opening win over the first-place Cubs at Oracle Park, the Giants, 51-50, climbed over 500 for the first time since August 14th. They now have won nine of the last ten games to, to improve for MLB Best. 15-3 on July, Bruce Bochy talked and finally beat over 500. You know what? I feel great for these guys. I mean, the way they're fighting, battling back. I mean, what a comeback uh, tonight. And, you know, we had some hits. We just were missing that big hit in the eighth inning. Uh, uh, had some guys really uh, just showed some great at-bats there. Uh, Slater, man, that's huge. But uh, Joe Panic, I mean, it just went, just got contagious there. And uh, just a really good comeback. And, and you look at, uh, you know, the pen, too, once again. I know God gave up a run, but... Palm goes out there for the first time, and uh, what a great job he did uh, bridging the gap there to get to our guys. And so, uh, really, really great game for us. The Giants entered in the eighth trailing, four to two, but the but they staged an uprising against the Cubs reliever Pedro Stope. Pablo Sandoval led off the inning with a double, and then stored off Brandon Crawford, threaded a single in between. Two infielders to cut the deficit to one. Austin Slater followed with a game-tying double that sailed just over the head of the center fielder, Albert Albert Amor Jr. 
Sam Dyson got the save at the Giants won five to four. Paul Goldschmidt has one of the most historic demeanors in all of baseball. He draws a walk and takes his base quietly. He hits a homer and trots steadily around the bases. Despite all of his success, including six all-star appearances, four silver sluggers, and three gold gloves, he tends to, to carry himself the same way in low times as high times. One ring, Goldschmidt is grounded into six double plays and in the hole now, one and two. I was not wondering that. Thinking about that, yeah. I was thinking more so along the Grand Slam line. Bases loaded, the next two, Paul Goldschmidt. And a fly ball. Out to deep right. How about it? How about it? Grand Slam! And a little fist pump from Goldschmidt. He delivers a Grand Slam here in the 10th. This time, he couldn't hide his excitement after being on a recent skid. He had a grand slam in the tent that was projected at 400 feet. The Pirates didn't lose their faith, though, to say the least. After being down 6-2 to two, in the bottom of the tenth, they scored three runs but couldn't put the cherry on top as the cards hanged on 6-5. to five. In July, the Red Sox have been one of the best offenses in the MLB, led by Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, Christian Vasquez, and Mookie Betts. But the players who led the offense yesterday was a different story. Martinez mauled a three-run homer as part of a seven-run third inning. Two batters after Martinez's missile, Benintendi smashed a 3-1 curveball, the third thrown by a raised lefty Jalen Beats in that bat, over the wall in right for a solo shot. Benintendi also had a double and a single as part of a 3-for-5 performance. Was a trip. He was a triple shy of the cycle. Some guys who have been searching for their swings had good nights, said Red Sox manager Alex Cora. Good at bats, too, he quoted. With an early um, burst of offense at his back, Eduardo Rodriguez picked apart the Rays, limiting them to two hits, neither of the, um, neither of which left the infield over seven innings. For Rodriguez, he is now 12-4 in the year with a 4.10 ERA. The performance was another um, in a recent string of successful add-ins, including against the Dodgers and against um, the Orioles. Wait, no, I think it was, I forget, I'll get back to it later. But the win, the Red Sox are now a game behind the Rays for second place in the American League East. Most importantly, they moved to two games behind Athletics, who lost 11-1 to Astros in the, yesterday in, for the second wildcard spot. The red-hot rookie, Jordan Alvarez, now finds himself knocking pool holes from the record books, setting a major league record previous, previously held by the veteran Sutter when he drove in his 35th run in his 30th MLB major league game in Monday's 11-1 victory over the A's at Minimid Park. I'm very happy and grateful, Alvarez said through an interpreter. It's something I just found out when I got here in the clubhouse. And just hearing the news is something that's really great for the start of my career. But Alvarez wasn't the only offensive threat yesterday. Yuri Gurriel went 3-for-3 three three with a homer. He's now batting 292 on the year, and he has 19 home runs. He has greatly improved since the first two months of baseball. Nothing untypical about the um, Gary Cole's outing yesterday. He went up 7, giving up a single run, and striking out 11.
It's no coincidence that the Indian's July surge has been parallel to Mike Clevenger's return to his old self, which continued on Monday night at the Rogers Center against the Blue Jays. Clevenger threw seven innings of three-run ball with seven strikeouts in the series op- opening 7-3 win over Toronto. And while Cleveland could add um, to its lineup to support a stellar pitching staff ahead of July 31st, Tread deadline, it's difficult to understate the value that players like Clevenger can provide from within as they look to build on their 13-3 month. Clevenger's offense made plenty of hard contact against Toronto. Starter Ryan Broaki, who was making his first start of the career, um, the first start of the season, with some evident rust, the Indians took four walks and Broaki, off Broaki in six total, with all nine starters plus pinch hitting Great Allen reaching base at least once. Breakout rookie Oscar Machado tripled and later hit an eighth, um, hit his eighth home run of the season, a 394-foot shot to left center to pad the lead in the eighth inning. Needing an offensive jolt after a sluggish start to the second half, the Mariners rebounded from a tough weekend to defeat the Rangers 7-3 to on Monday at T-Mobile Park. Left-hander Marco Gonzalez threw a career-high 81 strikes on Monday for a rate of 73.6%, well above his 66.6% average over his first 21 starts. Location and command are all at heart um, of Gonzalez's approach particularly given that he just doesn't possess overpowering velocity and has pitches heavily to, ta- to contact. Gonzalez had just four strikeouts on Monday and only two from his final eight batters, 17 of which ha- he retired to cap seven strong innings. Monday's game was Austin Nola's 26th start at first base, where he just played 25 of his 773 games in the minors because he is primarily a catcher, he essentially gives Seattle three backstops, which allows um, Cervais to keep Omar Navarez, who has a 1.037 OPS over the last 30 games, in the lineup as DH on getaway days. Yesterday, he went over two with three RBIs and a home run. The Mariners defeated the Rangers 7-3. to Eugenio Suarez had no intention of letting his team fall quietly into the night against the Brewers on Monday. The Reds appeared headed for another stunning defeat after the eighth inning when closer Rasiel Iglesias blew a save opportunity and gave up a grand slam to Tyler Saladino. Suarez, the third baseman, showed some leadership after the third out. I came back he, he, I came back to the dugout and yelled loud at the players, all my teammates, let's go. We've got to get back on this one. We've got to win this game, like loud, Suarez said. We have to battle on this game. I feel like we've got to win this game. One out away from the game ending in the top of the ninth, Suarez delivered and picked up his team when he hit second of his two home runs of the night and gave the Reds a 6-5 wild victory over the Brewers at Miller Park. On the night as well, the White Sox beat the Marlins 9-3 and the Diamondbacks beat the Orioles 6-3. Now to shift over to my final standings predictions. My division winners in the AL, the Yankees, the Astros, and the Twins will hang on against the Indians. The Dodgers, the Braves, and yes, call me crazy, the Cardinals in the NL Central. In the AL wildcard, the Indians and the Red Sox, I don't believe in the A's enough. I don't think they'll keep this hot streak up in June and July. In the NL wildcard, I have the Cubs and your Philadelphia Phillies. 
And now for some trade deadline, more recent rumors, like the newer the newer ones or ones that have, like, expectations that have changed for players and, like, where they're going. So Stroman is likely going to the A's. St. Greg, St. Granke is going to the Phillies. This isn't, like, a fact, but it's, like, the most likely for everything. Yasel Puig to Indians, Hunter Pence to Rays, Ken Giles to Dodgers, Shane Green to Nats, and Todd Frazier to the Red Sox. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Tune in for another tomorrow. Bye.